last night's game, this is Sports Curious, a weekly show that empowers you to join the conversation by sharing the latest topics in sports. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm your host, Amy Butch on Siegfried, and this week we have for you our second recording, our second installation of Women Ask All. We received such rave reviews about our inaugural recording that we decided to bring it back. And in this episode, we talk costumes, COVID, cutouts, and Claire. And by Claire, I mean The Bachelorette. I spared you the introduction of these three remarkable women, but I put their bios in the show notes in case you want to check it out. With that, let's talk Women Ask All. Thank you for joining us today. We are here for our second episode of Women Ask All, and I am joined again by Courtney and Lindsay and a new beautiful face and familiar to me, but not to our audience of Gail. Uh, so thank you, Gail, for joining us as one of our uh, esteemed trio members for the podcast. Happy to be here. And of course, I am joined by the brains of the operation, uh, my brother, Scott, who is last night's game co-founder. So welcome, Scott. Thank you. Happy to be with the ladies again. <laughs> Scott does this on his day off. And so uh, the fact that he gets to spend his day off with three beautiful ladies and his sister is, I mean, lucky boy. <laughs> Dream come true. <laughs> so every time we start this, I start with an icebreaker and I have a good one for you in, uh, today, I think. And uh, I'll answer first to give you time to think about it. So what was your favorite Halloween costume? I mean, we're, we're creeping up on Halloween. Um, I know Lindsay's favorite thing is holiday Oreos, which I assume counts for Halloween Oreos. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah. okay perfect. Um, I'm sure the orange in the middle is perfectly natural, mm -hmm. organic. <laughs> yes. Which Oreos are vegan. Did you know that? No. How wonderful. <laughs> Health benefits of Oreos. That's right. I love it. <laughs> so uh, to give you some bias some time, the first thing I thought of when I went with Halloween, favorite Halloween costume, did any of you ever have the plastic mask with the really crappy strings attached to it? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I was a Cabbage Patch Kid one year for Halloween. And it had that horrible plastic mask. And I, I'm from Las Vegas, so it's probably 95 degrees out. And the, the dress that went with it was plastic. It was almost like that thing you might like wear at the dentist or something not to get anything all over you. And I just remember my mom being like, take your mask off. You're going to get hit by a car. So that's about, <laughs> that's like my most memorable <laughs> slash, I guess, favorite Halloween costume. <laughs> Hopefully I got more candy because someone felt bad for me. I don't, I don't know. Imagine so. <laughs> I have a bad Halloween costume. Do it's it. memorable in that in that sense. So in, in uh, high school, a group of my friends and I went with some of the little siblings around the neighborhood, and I dressed as tinsel. Like oh, how do you dress as tinsel? You wear a lot of silver. You have some tinsel in your hair, as a scarf, as a belt, any way you can wear tinsel. So that that um, was only a one-time thing. So my question is, did you have tinsel left over from the Christmas before or was it already out in the stores? You know, Amy, back in high school, we used to dress up all the time for, you know, spirit days in high school. And so it was probably in my costume box. Oh, yeah. You still have said costume box. 
I have a costume box. It's a different costume box, but yes, one has been with me for uh, most of my life. Okay, I'm going to add that to my list of things to ask you about in a few minutes after we get through this. <laughs> you don't have a costume box, Amy? What? Actually, you know what? I, had, I maybe don't have a whole box, but I have like two, I have two costumes that if I needed to throw something on and go to a last minute soiree that I could. Good. I wouldn't have to go as like a member of the village people or something that's always <laughs> a, a, a third backup. <laughs> Throw on a throw on a tape measure and some and a belt and some shorts and I, all of a sudden you're a construction worker from the village people. <laughs> all right, what about you two? I had um, my mother was the mother who said we don't like Halloween, so I didn't participate in any Halloween activity. Not for any reason other than she thinks you know you can't eat candy because you'll get fat. And so any place where they're handing out candy for free, she didn't want us to go. Um, sugar for your teeth and, and candy. So I, I really, really got into Halloween after um, high school. So in college and probably my adult life too, but I, I really hung on then. And I did a, um, a clear garbage bag that I stepped into and tied a bow around my neck and filled it with balloons. So I looked like a bag of jelly beans one year. And then I did a, I dressed in all pink and I put a shoe on my head and I was gum on the bottom of the shoe. So those were my two favorites. Those are really creative. Thank you. I also, somebody was giving it away an American Airlines flight attendant costume. And I said, yes, please. And I took it. And I realized that's not as fun because people kind of halfway think that's what you do for a living. And so <laughs> it's not really fun to being an American Airlines stewardess, no offense to American Airlines stewardesses, but I thought it would be, but no, people just ask me for peanuts all night long. I was going to say, or mini bottles. Yes. <laughs> Great. It was, it was funny the first two times and then it just went downhill there. But it's still in the costume box. Oh yeah. Right over there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I also need to start collecting costumes and create a costume box. That's a genius idea. Yeah. Um, I think my most memorable, but also with Gail, for me, it was memorable in the worst way possible. I dressed up as the Monsters, Inc. little green guy, Mike Wazowski, in, when I was like in my preteens, so too old to be preteens or early teens, like too old to be walking around wearing a Mike Wazowski costume. And it was just one of those ordered from the Disney catalog, like big green. My face was the eyeball walking around the neighborhoods. Um, we'll, we'll never forget those times. I think that was the last year I wore a Halloween costume. <laughs> I mean, you, you went out with a bang, I guess. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, you have to, you have to jump in on this one. Um, it's not from my childhood, but I'd say about five years ago, a bunch group of friends, we went to Nashville for Halloween and we all dressed up in My Little Pony onesies. <laughs> <laughs> so there's about 10 of us and we just obviously looked ridiculous running around and everyone by the end of the weekend, I think, knew <laughs> who our group was. That's amazing. <laughs> 
the fact that you found adult My Little Pony onesies kind of, I'm impressed actually. It was an impressive effort by everyone. Yes. And if I remember correctly, so we had a joint bachelor bachelorette party uh, in Mexico. And if I remember correctly, Scott, you wore the, my, you brought the My Little Pony uh, onesie with you to Mexico. I still have it. It comes out on special occasions special like that. Occasions. Yep. Maybe, maybe the third recording of Women Ask All. Can we get the tune, My Little Pony? Tune in, the tune in the next episode. We'll see. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Gail, I'm going to go back to this costume box that you've had forever because one of the things that uh, Gail is doing here is she's taking the bold move and is basically living on the road for the next, what, six weeks or so? Six months. Six, oh, so that's six months worth. Okay, well, six yeah. months. I've completely underestimated that one. So first of all, you have to tell us about your journey. And second of all, what is going to happen to the costume box? The costume box is in storage in Chicago. So we we moved out last week. We're in our first Airbnb and we'll be headed to Missouri next week. Then Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Tennessee, Indiana, and back to Chicago for a week or two. Um, and then we're heading out east where my husband's family lives in Providence, Rhode Island. And we'll head down the coast to DC and see some friends there and also Atlanta, maybe Florida. And like, I haven't thought beyond that. Um, we are renovating a house in Chicago, so if it takes as long as we think it'll take, there'll be a third leg, which will hopefully go out to Montana, Wyoming, and uh, the West. That's, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. And so Gail also has a dog, too. So Samson is going on the road trip as well, right? Yep. Samson's got a, a bed, a seatbelt, and as many treats as we can pack. So he's all <laughs> ready to go. I, I, for one, I'm super impressed by this because I think, why not? I mean, you have to work from home anyways. Why not get in the car and go and see and do? Um, who out of you and Matt are the drivers? Like who, which one of you is like the primary driver? Matt will probably drive 98% of the time. So, <laughs> so I, I um, navigate, I pet Samson and I, you know, do things on my phone for work. And of course I read last night's game when those tweets come through. Well done. I didn't even pay her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically you also are going to need some podcast recommendations because you're going to need something to, uh, singing only lasts so long. Karaoke only lasts so long. So um, does anybody have any good podcast recommendations for her? So Gail, I should preface by saying that her movie, her favorite movies are ones based off of true stories. So I'm thinking you're more into the, the true, do you like crime stuff? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a dorky, kind of a dorky one for you. Let's hear it. Um, someone just turned me on to, I think it's called Very Presidential. And it's kind of underlying unknown facts about different presidents. And they're like 30 minutes long. And they're actually very interesting. I just learned about... Um, Tyler, why am I blanking on his first name? I'm a horrible American. Um, but he, uh, just the story about him and annexing Texas. And so kind of an interesting things that you didn't know, but it's done in a way that's actually entertaining and not boring history book, boring. So 
add that one to your list of something kind of different, something interesting. Okay. Um, what about you ladies? Do you have any other ones that you really like? No, no help from me. I don't, I don't, I only do pop culture. And people... what's your favorite one? I, I'm looking for everything. Oh, oh, well then by all means, I like the Popcast, P-O-P-C-A-S-T. They've been around for a little while and they're just blowing up and they have a different, um, they have a different topic every single week. So that one is extremely fun. I also like the Pop Culture Happy Hour, the, uh, the PBS people and then I'm an NPR people and then anything Disney I'll listen to that I'm that person we are out here and we are mighty what so tell me what these Disney podcasts might be about like behind the scenes um, or some of them are behind the scenes some of them are more news related especially now during the pandemic and what's going on and all the people um, what's going on with cast members, et cetera. I used to work at Disney World. I was a world famous Jungle Cruise skipper. And you have to say that world famous Jungle Cruise skipper. And so I've kind of been obsessed with it my whole, my whole life. And so I've, I've just carried on the torch for Disney. Sometimes I listen to planning podcasts and I, I haven't been, I, I typically go once a year, but I haven't been in a while. So that's always fun to see what's new and hear how to get around the parks and stuff. So that's interesting. That's yeah. a whole nother thing I didn't know. So as the Jungle Cruise, world, world famous Jungle Cruise, world guide. famous Jungle Cruise guide, were you the person that had to, sh to had to quote unquote, shoot at the, the dangerous hippo in the water? Yes. But when I was there, we were no longer allowed to shoot the hippo. We just had to, to boat through the hippo, mm. almost like drive it. But we had to boat through the hippo, navigate through the hippos. That wasn't allowed once. That makes I sense there yeah they don't they don't do that anymore we don't but, support that i respect that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it interesting it was an interesting job that i loved i did it for six wow. months it was great That's very allegedly cool. i haven't tried it though but allegedly if you can prove that you were once a world famous jungle cruise skipper you can commandeer a boat and do the skill yourself <laughs> but i've never <laughs> tried it because I don't think I would remember the entire spiel. I mean, you say it 10 times a day over round and round again. It should be stuck in my head. But I just remember the, the ending, the ending part when you're docking the boat. Which is? Uh, <laughs> to put you on the spot. No, 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 it is. You go, watch your step, watch your head, watch your step, watch your head. If you happen to miss your step and hit your head, lower your voice, watch your language. This is a family attraction. We'd like to keep it that way. Make sure to catch that three o'clock parade. If you do catch it, let it go. It'll drag you all the way to Main Street. All right. Yep. I am so impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Now that makes me want to go to Disneyland. I am mm -hmm. so impressed. Well, I mean, I don't know how to tie that back to, hey, Courtney, do you have any podcasts to recommend? <laughs> but <laughs> I'm thinking um, on the kind of line of like true crime and murder there's a really funny blend the podcast is called my favorite murder and it's true crime and comedy um hilarious yeah which it's like how in the world can these two blend and at some points when you're listening you're like did they just say that but it really keeps you reeled in sometimes it can be a bit pg-13 and raunchy 
um, maybe wouldn't be a podcast that I would want to listen to, like sitting next to my mom, <laughs> but it is so entertaining and they put out like weekly kind of true crime bits. And, um, one of my best friends is like an avid listener. So I kind of, that came to mind for like a true crime blend. If you're wanting to spice it up and add like an extra layer of entertainment, the comedy piece is really unique. Awesome. I have written all these down because I, if I, if I had a commute anymore, um, I would listen to them, but I'll just have to do to and from when I drop the tiny human off at school uh, and fit those all in because those sound, I didn't realize NPR did a pop culture happy hour podcast. Mm -hmm. Yep. See the things these ladies know. It's brilliant when you put the minds together. So I have a, another fall one to go along with this uh, question from one of our, um, Instagram followers. They are an OU fan and every year OU, uh, Oklahoma, for those who don't know, OU uh, plays Texas at the Texas State Fair. Uh, Texas State Fair has been canceled um, this year, obviously like everything else. Um, but they want to know what's your favorite fair food? Now I know that, Lindsay, are you a Texas fan? Uh, no. Mm -mm. Okay, wasn't sure what your school was. <laughs> but I went to Baylor. But um, okay. I've been to the I've been to the Texas OU game maybe I don't know ten times, and fair food is what dreams are made of. Let me just start by saying that. Number two, fair food is also rodeo food, which I've done since I've lived in Houston. And I will tell you, if you can get your hands on a a fried oatmeal cream pie, you need to do it because it's the best thing you've ever. It's better than a fried Twinkie. I'm telling you, it's better than a fried Snickers, a fried Little Debbie oatmeal cream. If you have a fryer, throw it in there because you will love it. It's delicious. That would be my, and the, and the traditional corn dog, but yeah, fried oatmeal cream pie, love it. Oh, things you never would have thought of. I never would have thought of frying an oatmeal cream pie, but yeah, note to self. Now, I wonder if it'd work if you threw it in your air fryer. Let's try it. <laughs> Next experiment, Scott dresses in the unicorn onesie <laughs> and throws a little, a little Debbie oatmeal cream pie in the air fryer. <laughs> Do it. Gail, what about you? Do you have a favorite fair food or a favorite fair memory that you want to throw out there? There were some smaller fairs. So I'm from Indiana. There were some smaller fairs where they would do walking tacos, you know, a little bag of Fritos and the meat and the fixins on top. And you can walk around and check everything out. Those are always fun. That, that had to feel good though after. Was that before or after you went on the rides? Oh, I'm sure after. I'm trying to think of oh, I hope things. after. I hope after. <laughs> but the adult <laughs> version, right? Like as a kid, you're like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll eat it and it's fine. <laughs> I'll be fine as an adult. You're like, I need my Tums. Um. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Where, um, so what at the fair did you have? I'm trying to think of like an Indiana fair. So you probably had a lot of like livestock because like 4 H and some of that stuff is probably really big. Mm -hmm. So what was like, what was your favorite fair memory? I mean, it was, it was cool to see all the animals and where I'm from for 4-H was very big. If you've heard of this, so where, you know, the, the students are working with farm animals. Um, but we only had horses for a short time when I was a kid. And so walking around and seeing the, 
the cows and goats and pigs and everything up, up close and personal was, um, was fun. Love it. All right, Courtney. Well, I haven't had the chance to experience the Texas State Fair. I'm new to Texas and I'm looking forward to going. I actually have heard that they're doing a drive through Texas State Fair for the food aspect. I don't know if they're still doing it because I think the first weekend that they did this drive through option, the lines were like out the wazoo. So I had a friend that was sitting in line for over four hours. And once she got in line, she couldn't get out. So I don't know if they continued the drive through, um, but a cool, innovative concept. And I kind of pulled my roommates and my roommate Meredith said, Fletcher's corny dogs, not corn dogs, corny dogs are to die for. So I'm looking forward to that next year. Well, Courtney, I'm, I'm looking this up and it looks like you can buy, they're now selling limited tickets per day for said drive through Big Tech's fair food. So maybe they <laughs> learned their lesson on four hours of waiting and you can uh, sign up and get you, pick a date and time, select your food package, and then as it says, make some memories. But it appears for the <laughs> upcoming weekend, it is, it's sold out until, what is this week? This weekend, it has some time slots available actually on uh, Sunday. I might need to go get my corny dog. <laughs> yeah. I I'm excited to try. I mean, I think the the concept of having like drive-through fair food is really cool. And Texans that are loyal and true to their Texas State Fair, I'm sure are missing it so much this year. So I love that they're offering that avenue. I can't imagine. I'm just picturing like as a parent have, giving your kid like a some sort of fair food and it just ending up like a turkey leg being thrown across your car. It just disaster. <laughs> it, could, it could go wrong or it could be really great. As they say, create memories. They didn't say positive memories. They just <laughs> said memories. <laughs> kind of like the Halloween costume. Some are better than others. Yes. So, you know, it happens. Um, so one of the things we always talk about on the podcast is obviously um, the Bachelor franchise, and this one we have a couple of interesting ties in with the world of sports. Um, as those who don't know, have not listened before, Lindsay is the host of I Hate Green Beans podcast, which uh, of many things it covers the Bachelor franchise inside and out, and she has the uh, most amazing uh, recaps if you ever get a chance to listen to them. I um, did not watch The Bachelor for a long time until probably last season, maybe Colton season, because obviously he was an athlete. So I think that's what fired me up to, to, to watch that. And, um, I listened to Lindsay's podcast recaps and, um, with some guy in Austin and it's just, I cry laughing. It's the best thing ever. Um, I, I commute back and forth to school as many of you know. And so I walk through the airport listening to them and I'm laughing out loud, like the crazy person in the airport, um, which now with COVID, you don't need any help looking crazy. So, <laughs> Um, but, uh, we do have a bachelor bracket coming out or it, which is out right now. The, you can head to our website at lastnightsgame.com. It's right on the homepage. Um, but we had a ton of fun last year doing that. Um, you pick your, you pick your, um, your winners, the people who are going to move on and receive a, a rose. And then they obviously rank you based on how many you get right. Um, so I'm gonna have Lindsay give us a little bit of a, maybe a tutorial or uh, some pointers, Interesting enough, Scott found this right before we uh, we started recording that uh, 
we're in the midst of the NBA finals. So the Lakers are playing the Miami heat. Um, and the Lakers went up last night, three to one. Uh, obviously LeBron James is leading that team and they're looking to win the first championship since uh, they won with Kobe. Um, but if the NBA finals goes to game seven, it will be Tuesday night and they will not be showing the bachelor on Tuesday night What? or bachelorette. I, yeah. Scott just uh, read that to me right before we, we got on here. So they're saying NBA trumps bachelorette. Apparently NBA, it might have, maybe not game five, but maybe game seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it because this season is going to be a hot mess and 2020 is a hot mess and everything is just mixed up. So it would not surprise me one bit if that happened, it's fine. But the thing that I thought was interesting and I have no idea what it means or, or I just don't know because there's gonna be a new bachelorette that comes in because the current one is probably allegedly going to leave to be with an athlete by the, or a former athlete by the way. But whenever I looked at the bracket that y'all sent me and just flinging through all the guys, there are 31 of them. When you go to the very top to pick, because how, you know, how are you supposed to pick in week one? You don't know anybody. You're picking off of who looks good, I guess. But there are only eight slots to pick. And I thought, surely we're not going from 31 guys to eight. Surely not. But if that is the case, then I mean, we might as well just roll the dice and see whose name comes up or did she say raise your hand if you're younger than 32 you got to get out of here if you are because she's 40 so I don't know how it gets down to eight but then some of them come back when that second younger bachelorette gets into the picture so people are asking me all the time how's it going to work how's it going to work and my answer is a big fat I do not know and if you look at promos or advertising or the marketing behind it right now it's only Claire the the, the girl who's supposed to be the bachelorette but they have already announced another one that's coming named Tasha, and so she's in nothing so I can't help but think we're going to at least have a couple of weeks of Claire doing her season or something I don't know because rumor has it she picks Dale Moss who's a former athlete and she just says I don't want to do this anymore I pick him and the producer said okay because they probably either thought Claire was boring or she's too much of an old lady so they bring in Tasha, who's exciting and 30. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Claire didn't uh, drink enough at the uh, cocktail hours to be um, a little yeah uncanny and zany and so they went eh, well you know what you have got it all together so and everything is at a resort this year they all quarantine so they're not going to be going anywhere and you know all all the dates for all, all these weeks are going to be at the resort so we're either going to be swimming or playing golf I guess maybe <laughs> they're beside a desert and they can all go out in the sand and do something but they're not flying or going anywhere they are all in that resort which it's pretty big, but they're all, they all had to quarantine there for two weeks. And then when Claire's season shut down, the new people had to come in and quarantine for two weeks, which is why it's taken so long to get this season, even during the pandemic. Hot mess. It's going to be great. It's going to be my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the, the bracket will work with switching people, but if some of the, the guys stay on, then they don't have to rewrite the profiles. They just reboot to the next one. Right. Now, one, one of the guys you were asking us about, um, 
Jason Foster, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. So Scott did some digging for you on Jason Foster, the former NFL player who is, I believe, um, uh, on there. So a a contestant. What, what, Caught my pro. What caught my interest in his profile? First of all, I stalked him on Instagram. He looks fabulous. I hope he is. That's gonna be sad if he's not. But he looks very normal. But what I loved about his profile, it said he used to be an offensive lineman, I think, and lost 120 pounds after he left football. And that to me is intriguing. So I did. I was trying to stalk him in that way, and I couldn't quite put two and two together. So I'm glad Scott could. You're right. He's gonna look a lot different than when he was an offensive lineman. Uh, so he played from about 2013 to 2016. Uh, so i with the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. And then since he retired, looks like he's been working hard. Lost about 120 pounds, so he'll look a lot different. And I'm guessing he'd be a dark horse in this wow. bracket if you're looking for one. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. He's going to be one of my eight. Oh, look at that. that that's, I mean, to be narrowed down to eight. Now, Scott, give me a give me a rundown for those who are not super sporty. Um, what's talk, talk about why offensive linemen are so big? What's their job? Give me the give me this almost of the skinny, but that seems to be kind of unintended, I guess, on this. So, <laughs> yeah, look, when he played, he was about three hundred pounds, and you know, as an offensive lineman, it helps to be a little bit bigger to help block your quarterback, keep him safe from all the big defensive players. Well, it makes it makes sense. I am terrible with guessing men's weight, but I'm going to just go with it and just say that 300 pound lineman, offensive lineman, sounds like a big guy. If he has 120 pounds to lose, yeah, That's that amazing. is impressive. Okay, is there anybody else that we should be keeping an eye out for besides um, Sir Jason? Well, Dale Moss is the one that she likes. He's got. Several, I mean, I think 180,000 Instagram followers. And he's, again, this is not spoiler. It's out there. It's already spoiled. It's the one that she really, really likes and wants to leave the show for to go to go be with only him. He's one to look out for, I think, obviously. And then there's, um, gosh, I don't know their names very well, but I think a guy named, um, Oh, now I can't remember their name. They're two that look like the exact same guy. They have really high hair. And I call them high hair one and high hair two. Don't know their real names. And then there's one guy named Ed who's not on social media at all. And I think that's a story. He, he dresses like Miami Vice, which you could say might be a bad thing or might be a good thing. I don't know. But I think he's you one. Think he gets one. out of the costume box or you think that's his real get up? <laughs> I hope it's his real thing. And I think there's a story when you don't have social media and you're on The Bachelor. So I hope he's a mole or something like that. We haven't had a mole in a long, long time. So I think it's going to be a an interesting season. Again, part of me is like, I don't want to get invested too much in all these people because I think it's going to be like boggle. And it's just going to shake and be all rearranged in however many weeks. So it's okay if I don't know high hair's name or high hair number two's name. <laughs> Lindsay, I'm looking at all their, their photos and it looks like five of them have high hair. <gasps> what? Five <laughs> high hair? One guy, one guy, yes. Because one guy with the high hair, his name starts with a B. Maybe you can tell me. He is Brett, Brent, Blake, Blake, maybe. He, he is a Blake. male 
he is a male stylist, groomer. What is he, a male groomer? A grooming specialist. A grooming specialist, that's it. I apologize, Blake, with the high hair. And he has um, hybrid paste that you're supposed to put in your hair. So I think some of these people could benefit from that. I don't know. One guy, um, Brendan, he, his signatures are turtleneck, yet in his profile, he's not wearing a turtleneck. So not your signature, Brendan. <laughs> and a turtleneck sounds like an awful choice if you're based in Palm Springs. Isn't I mean, it? I'm just saying. Isn't it? I will say that maybe 80% of them are some sort of male model, or they think they are some sort of male model, and about half used to be something, and now they are a personal trainer. So there is an anesthesiologist in there. There is um, an aerospace space engineer in there. Those guys are fun. There's a wildlife manager, something or other guy in there. But there's also two Zachs, two Tylers, two Jordans, and two Blakes. And both Blakes' last name starts with an M. So do so, they do the middle name? I know. <laughs> That's what I was saying. He's going to have to be high hair. And the other <laughs> Blake. I'm reading about one guy on here that uh, his name is Easy. Easy, yes. He was a Easy. former athlete as well. Um, There's a I, couple of those in here. Yes. I can't remember Easy's real name, um, but that's what he goes by. He went to Texas A&M. He played there for a while, and then I don't know where he played in the NFL. Um, there's one guy in there that's 6'8", so I'm assuming he might have been a basketball player, but his profile is very normal, and he has 10,000 followers. And I think, well, what are you doing, or what did you do to have that many? He's in cybersecurity now. So it's, it's just an interesting – it's an interesting group of guys, the ones who are not personal trainers. Interesting. I mean, they're all the same. And then everybody else feels very interesting. And I want to know their story. And sadly, they're all going to go away on that one and it won't matter. You know, what's really interesting. Like I think about, you know, when you, when we all go to networking events, when you could go to networking events, I mean, you're doing the small talk, which is, I mean, primarily why last night's game was invented. But um, do you think they give them name tags at some point? Because how in the world, I can't imagine going to a networking event um, and having to speed date essentially or a speed dating event and then having to go back and remember everyone's name. Yeah. And you're like, I pick that guy in the pink shirt with the polka dots. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I think they have a, um, I think they have an earpiece during the rose ceremony part. There is one guy one year who has very famously said the wrong name and she walked up and was like, Oh, and he's, and, and then he goes, uh, Chris, I need to speak with you, please. And they walk off. And he's like, I didn't, I didn't know that was that girl's name. And he, and then they let her decide if she wants to stay or not. And she did. And I thought, well, he didn't pick you. you. Okay, just stay another week and get whatever amenities and benefits there are. I think they have an earpiece. I don't know, but I think they would have an earpiece. Uh, there's also some continuity issues sometimes when you watch the rose ceremony, like sometimes a girl has a rose and sometimes they don't. So it more than likely doesn't go in the order that we see um, on, on camera. But I, I think that there is some sort of lookbook or, you know, back in the day we had the pictures on the Pier 1 Bureau and you could kind of memorize. But I think that there is somebody in their ear or either they have a legit paper right there that they, that they hide. Because you're right, there's no way. There's no way. And I think that's why the icebreaker ride out of the limos 
have turned to such, you know, chotch-tastic events because they're trying to get you to remember who they are by something where they, you know, oh, you're the, the, well, I mean, the tall guy's going to stick out, obviously, but they're trying to get you to remember them through all these weird icebreakery things that are unfortunate in most cases. I think that's amazing. And I was, I was trying to think about like, what would, what would your, you know, I guess differentiator be when you popped out of the limo. And I don't, I don't quite know what mine would be, but I always equate it to sort of the same ideas. Um, you could almost do it like a, when baseball players walk up to the plate, they play their kind of hype song or their um, walk up song. Yeah. And like, would you, you know, you pop out of the limo to eye of the tiger or something like that, just to like get your, that's not going to get you pumped up clearly, unless you're from, you know, you're, you're a big fan of the 1980 hair, but like what, you know, I, I always think about like, what would you do to make yourself different? Because they have gotten so weird. Yeah. Um, so weird. <laughs> so, so weird. And I think about, you know, like Gail works in, uh, in venture capitalist industry. And, um, and so I always think about like, how do you diversify, like, and showcase your business too? Same idea of like, what, what can you do that's just enough? That's not just totally weird. Mm-hmm. And that makes someone um, make it cringeworthy, basically. I think there's that weird fine line of um, cringeworthiness to, to highlight your business or, you know, yourself on The Bachelor. And um, was it last year, Scott, that the um, um, Para changed his at-bat song to Baby Shark for his kids? <laughs> and um, that became like the rally song. Was it last year? That was last year. They rallied them to the World Series championship. So maybe somebody should go ahead and use baby shark they could jump out of the they could jump out of the limo as left shark from the super bowl and play baby shark and just tie it all together there's one girl who did that <laughs> the shark but the sad thing was her costume was a dolphin so she missed the mark <laughs> just by a touch but I remember her. I remember, I don't remember her name, but I remember Shark Girl. That's what I called her. I called her Shalfin, actually. Shark and Dolphin. Dolphin. <laughs> yeah. Can you, Lindsay, can you imagine your, go ahead. I, I guess they've already announced Matt James's lineup, his contestants, like within the last couple of days. I'm just reading this. Really? I haven't seen that. Is it official? Yeah, it looks official. Um, the article I'm reading is on Women's Health Magazine, but apparently the big news is that one of the potential contestants, maybe it's not official because it says potential contestants, he's previously dated. So kind of oh, a Peter and fun. Kelly situation all over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. see. I don't know. Gail, are we going to convince you to watch The Bachelor this season? I mean, you're going to be on the road, but maybe it'll give you like your dose of home. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. I haven't watched since I think it was Juan Pablo was the last one. And I just I needed to take a break for a little bit. So maybe it's time. It's perfect timing because Claire was on Juan Pablo's season. That is right. She, she was the one that said, I would never want you to be the father of my children or something. And she marked <laughs> out of there. So it's like, it's perfect timing. That's right. Just bring it, just bring it full circle. Um, I was just thinking too, the other thing I was thinking about that, like imagine the amount of, you know, we look at the sports teams and stuff, like imagine the amount of COVID tests 
I'm sure there's a lot of other testing that happens in the bachelor bubble, but imagine the amount of COVID tests they've gone through for that season. If you're bringing that many people in and out in production and someone's got to go get the food and whatever else catering, like just imagine the amount of COVID tests that have been happening there. I'm sure a lot. And I even, I followed Chris Harrison on Instagram and he, he went to take his son to college for the first time at TCU. And when he got back, they made him quarantine for two weeks. And so, uh, and he chose to leave, but I don't think he thought they were going to make him quarantine, but they did. And so Jojo is going to be the host in those times that Chris Harrison was in quarantine. So even that's going to be a little mix up this year. Mm. But everybody's there quarantining. There are allegedly even old contestants like from from last year, Hannah and Becca, who just broke up with Garrett. They're supposedly there. Why are they there? I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of Bachelor in Paradise adjacent thing happening too. That would be fun. I figured just do it all. Have any of you had a COVID test yet? Yes. It is. It is quite the. Uh... Um, it feels like water going up your nose almost. Yes. And that's the best way I could describe it. Yeah. All of a sudden your brain feels a bit, (laughs) you start crying. (laughs) My lady, my lady told me that if you don't cry or sneeze, you have to do it again. Ooh. It's probably right. I've had one where it was not nearly as invasive as the others. And so, um, I have a feeling that one, luckily that was in the very beginning. So. We were all hanging out at home anyways and not going anywhere, but mm -hmm. yeah, it is definitely the, uh, I mean, it could be worse. I suppose there are worse, more invasive tests, but that definitely uh, is it. So um, are any of you back in an office space or back in doing things out and about? Are you still all, I mean, Gail's in in Airbnb offices at this point, but (laughs) Court, are you back in an office at all? No, I'm I'm still home officing. No office here. Any plan to go into an office anytime soon? I thought about venturing into a co-working space and I've kind of been following the status of that, but I can't really tell if they're wanting people to come back in quite yet. So TBD. Yeah, it's really interesting. And Lindsay, do you work out you work out of your home? I do, yes. Mm-hmm. feel more more inspired writing than sitting in a an office space and look at that it was a bright the right choice in the, all along that's right that's exactly right <laughs> okay i'm going to wrap us up with one other reader question actually i have two so we'll make it kind of quick um two quick questions the first one is what mainstream sport do you find the most confusing does anybody want to take that one first I'll go first with, um, I find it confusing that people like to watch soccer because it's so, to me, it's slow. They might score once the whole game. So that's, I'm just confused by it. I get, I get bored. That's exactly what I was going to say, Gail. I feel like soccer or hockey, they kind of live in the same arena for me. And I don't know why it is. I, think it's boring but I also haven't had any close family or friends that have played so I don't really know what's going on I don't understand the lines or the roles of players so yeah not a fan of those 
I'll agree with both of those, actually. Hockey was the first thing that came to mind just because I've never been around it. But soccer, too, I feel like it's it's a very dramatic sport where we have to fling onto the ground and hold our knee and everything stops and then it starts again. It it's it it and it feels long to me too. So I'm I'm impressed as someone who used to work in baseball, I'm impressed none of you said baseball. So I feel like that's that's a win for for baseball. Um <laughs> but the World Series Courtney is coming to your backyard. It'll be in Arlington. So yeah and we'll have We'll have 11,000 11, fans. So, yes, um, I think it's interesting. Clearly, the cutouts aren't cutting it for the World Series, and they're they're bringing the fans in. So, I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting to kind of follow how that goes. With how yeah, it'll be. They sold. Um, we were just looking at. It, they sold their eleven thousand tickets in ninety minutes, which to me didn't seem quick. But um, Scott reminded me that it is COVID. And you don't know who's playing in the World Series, so there's there's that. So, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it would be an investment opportunity to buy them, but totally. um, it'll be cool because that's a new stadium too. So that'll be really neat. Um, Scott, do you have any pointers? Um, because that was one thing I learned in baseball. If you it's slow, but if you know what you're watching for, there's so many more things to obviously look for. Are there? Do you have any pointers or tidbits um, for soccer or hockey that might? Um, be more interesting besides waiting for a fight uh, in hockey or a flop in soccer? <laughs> Anything we should look for? Um, I, I don't know that I can really help out on soccer too much. <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat as, as you as well. And those feelings. I would just say, I think you need to go to a live hockey game, live NHL game first, and then make up your mind because live, I think it's the best sport to go see. Wow. If we can ever go back to games. Mm-hmm. And, and I Amy's, highly recommend. Amy's been to a few games here in Las Vegas, and I think she's hooked. Right, absolutely. A, a game at, for, with the Golden Knights is like Vegas-style entertainment. It's loud. They have showgirls. They have guys dressed. People, people, I mean, you very rarely go anywhere, and you see 90% of the people dressed up. And when you go to a Golden Knights game, 90% of the people are dressed up. We're talking gold sequin jackets. It's like everything tacky you can think of that's Vegas that shows up in fan wear. Um, people dress up in um, like their, their knights uniform, um, like the knights of the round table um, armor. We have Elvis that come, there's guys who dress like Elvis. And I highly recommend if you ever go to a game, and you, especially in Vegas, take Scott with you because I ask all the questions. <laughs> the reason I know anything I know about sports is because of Scott. And I still do. I'm like, what happened with this? Why is that guy doing this? What's icing? What does this mean? What does that mean? Why did that guy go in the penalty box? And so I'm sure he hates when I go with him, but I buy him beer. So we kind of even it out. Um, (laughs) But uh, we'll just give you Scott's cell phone number. And if you're watching a game and you don't understand something, just text him. He's very smart about those things. And he's so used to me that um, it doesn't probably even phase him. I'm gonna give that. We'll, we'll we'll put your we'll put your phone number in the show notes, Scott. <laughs> Just in case sounds, anybody has any questions. Sounds good. He's <laughs> like, please don't. He's like, oh my god, my sister. Um, okay, so my last but not least, very very intense question: What's your go-to tailgate slash watch party food? Like if you're going to have a party, whether it's a bachelorette viewing party and Emmy's viewing party, 
a Super Bowl viewing party. What are you, what are you serving? Anybody have a go-to besides like, I might just want to call up Mexican food and just have it pick it up personally. Does anyone have a good go-to? Mexican is always a good move. I feel like for a football game, um, like, and just a classic chips and guac, if you're not doing the full spread is awesome. And then if you're doing the full spread, like if it's a lunch or dinner game, tacos, just tossing tacos into the mix. My mom makes some really great tacos, but she adds refried beans to the ground beef mixture and puts taco seasoning in it as well. They are the best tacos. Um, Suze's game day tacos are some of my faves. So you guys will have to try that out if you're, if you're a fan of Mexican food on game day. And then I feel like to top it off, our house has been loving Clayton's margaritas from the Define Dish. Um, and essentially it's a margarita on the rocks, but the game changer ingredients are the Casamigos tequila and it has egg whites in it as well. And essentially you just toss it all in a blender. The blender is also a really critical part. And then you serve it over ice and it creates the foam on top. Wow. It's really, really delicious. And you can whip up a big batch in the blender super easy and serve it. They look beautiful too. Nice. I'm impressed. Okay, I'm gonna have to call Suze for the uh, bean ground beef um, yes. exact ratio. Yeah. I'll send it um, to you. Yeah, we're on my end, we are, we are solo, my son and I, for the next three weeks. So we're eating a lot of cereal and things that are easy, like tacos. So she that might just, yes. you know, mix up our taco <laughs> night because when you do it three nights a week. <laughs> because then tacos can also be taco salad the next day and then nachos the next day. You can really get, you can really get a lot out of it. <laughs> That's wonderful. I love it. Do, do either of you two have a go-to? A go I usually do meatballs. I find that I find that meatballs are everybody. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I feel like meatballs and a Chick Fil A chicken nugget tray is always a a welcome treat because protein is. I think pro good solid protein is needed if you're not going to do the Mexican thing and the or the hamburger on the grill or something and it's just sort of grazing food. I think a uh, meatball because it can just stay in the crock pot and still be hot mm -hmm. whenever people arrive 30 minutes later or whatnot. But yeah. meatballs are easy yes. for me too. I'm, I'm, I'm also intrigued by this Chick-fil-A nugget platter. That is, um, do we have lots of Chick-fil-A sauce for everyone? Because that's, that, that stuff is like liquid gold. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Mine would be a sandwich tray. Mm. Like a sub cut up and then people can walk and drink and talk simultaneously. Perfect. Do you have like a go-to place that you get them from in Chicago? Well, I, so I went to Notre Dame and there's this little place off of campus called Martin's and they have a side door deli. So a lot of the tailgates have Martin's side door deli sandwiches. So they're, they're very good. There's, you know, it's like a, a subway, but a little, little uh, fancier, a little more fun. A little more local. I love it. A little more local. I miss a good tailgate. I miss a good tailgate. Mm. We haven't had a chance to do those. In, in ASU, we didn't, Arizona State, we didn't tailgate. Well, you did tailgate, but it was also like 120. So sitting on asphalt uh, in September at 120 really isn't a lot of fun. So I'm sure your Notre Dame tailgates were probably a little bit nicer. Yes. 
Speaking of tailgates, this is kind of on the topic, but Scott, I have a question for you in regards to how with the Big Ten coming in this next week, how in the world is it going to affect rankings and teams moving forward? Because some teams are going to be starting out at like zero, zero. Oh, with all the new teams coming in? Yeah. Especially, I know, Big Big Ten's coming back and then Pac-12's coming back later. For now, they're not ranked. So kind of they'll just fit them in the mix once they get going and start playing. And everyone's playing a different amount of games, so it's really going to be interesting to see how they factor that in. For, like, playoff games and... Yes. Yes, and bowl games. Wow, yeah. And these teams coming back late don't really have a lot of wiggle room if they have to cancel a game due to, like, coronavirus. So Mm. that'll be something to watch for. Mm-hmm. They won't have time to make them up before ball season. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. So basically, just like the rest of 2020, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, it kind of sounds a bit like what the season of The Bachelorette is going to be. Like. <laughs> let's just put it all together. I mean, let's be honest. If eight months ago, I would have told you, um, you're going to wake up this morning and uh, your president's going to have um, a, a virus. It's like like the movie Outbreak. And we're gonna have all these other crazy things happening. You'd be like, you are crazy. And yet here we live it. So So with that, I guess I'll wrap us up. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for your insights and your brains. Such a sort of really lucky to have such a remarkable group of women here and Scott to uh, keep us all together. Um, I will put a couple of these things that we talked about in the show notes, um, some of the podcasts, as well as um, all of these ladies, wonderful bios. And maybe I'll look for some of these uh, recipes or I'll reach out to you all and we'll put them in our tailgate treat that we do um, every Friday during football season. So we'll put those all together. And then Scott, um, we expect a report out on the fried oatmeal cream pie uh, in the unicorn costume for next time. (laughs) Tune in. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you all. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to play along in the bachelor bracket that we talked about on here, the I hate green beans last night's game bachelorette bracket, head on over to our website at lastnightsgame.com and it'll be right there on the homepage. And you can pick those eight guys that are going to stick around at least for an episode or two. We don't know. The best thing you can do for your favorite podcast is head on over to wherever you get your podcast and hit the subscribe button. Of course, share with a friend and leave us a review. With that, we'll see you here next week for another episode of Sports Curious. Stay safe, friends. Wash your hands.